0: Welcome to the Double Shot with James and Mitch. Mitch, third ep of the year, we pretty much seen off the new ball Mm. and slow start to the year, improved slightly last week and this week, I'm looking at the run sheet, We're going to up the game even further.
1: We are are building, aren't we? Absolutely. And um, I think it might be due to my contribution this week, which has been more than the previous two weeks in that I contributed a little bit. I've
0: got a theory on that, and I'd like you to come clean if it's the case. Alex was in last Wednesday. Did you get a little bit nervous that by her relocating to the Gold Coast for a month, there was every possibility that you might find yourself out out of the seat
1: for for a week or two? Mate, I thought it was strange when she set up her temporary office in the the pod recording studio. (laughs) I was thinking, hang on a minute. That's (laughs) that's my seat. No, of course not. Alex is welcome back. I'm temporarily minding the seat and it's hers upon return. Isn't, Isn't she doing well too? Oh, yeah. Absolute, absolute, like, Knocking
0: it out of the park as a mum. Oh, isn't she? You,
1: she's uh she's a natural, as they say. Well suited to it.
0: She is. She is. Hey, um, where do you want to, Where should we start today? Mate. There's a few directions
1: we could go. First and foremost, I, I want to know: Did you catch any of the Grammys over the weekend? I think it was yesterday. I didn't. Um, I, didn't maybe catch, this morning, did I didn't catch. Morning, I didn't catch
0: the Grammys. No, but but um, so uh, what I do know is I was on a thread of texts. That Taylor Swift must won something. Yes, that's, ta- ta- that's all. Ta- Taylor I know. Swift's
1: album *Midnights* um, collected best pop album, which um, is a pretty good album, I must say. Well, yeah. Well, you, okay. I, I was interested I mean, to get my, your thoughts. Not my
0: favorite of her of her
1: material, personally, uh, but anti-hero's a banger. But, it's a um, good song, but. I was what would she
0: be up against?
1: Olivia Rodrigo guts. That was that was was my favorite. I think I really oh. like Olivia Rodrigo. I think she's what about our um, man? What about, our man, what about our man Zach Bryan? He's been Mate. hard done by Zach Bryan. That I remember everything song. One of the great country songs well, of the life. That, year, whole, I that whole album, Torn, well, Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That was um that was a good album. Got done by. We've gotten into the country Stapleton. music, um, Mitch and I. So mm. for those
0: who aren't following, who Zach Bryan? I don't know. Is he is he well? Known? I'm an, I'm not a music, but um. Have yeah. you heard of him, JB? He's pretty JB's like, heard his he'd name.
1: Be, uh, he'd be up there with one of the more famous country music Psst. recording artists. But So fill us in. What, what's, what's gone down at oh, mate, uh, like the Grammys we, of We covered Note. most of it, but what I would thought was crazy was there's an emotional roller coaster for our man Killer Mike. So K- Killer, Killer Mike, I don't know, Killer for, for, for those rap fans out there, Killer Mike's been around for a long time. I think he's about 48 years old, still rapping. Wow. And he won Best Rap Album. Um, which was quite, you know, obviously the, the pinnacle of the award you can get in that genre, um, as well as two other awards. And then following his receiving of the three awards, was escorted out of the venue in handcuffs for a misdemeanour that was apparently not related to any conduct on the night. So our man's gone. Ward, pinnacle of success, probably rapping about drug dealing and whatnot, and then likely being arrested for just that. Um, and wow. escorted out of the venue in handcuffs. So crazy stuff. Hey, um,
0: I'm going to change tact slightly. Go okay. slightly, but it's it's on the basis that the, there's a level of outrage because I'm a little bit outraged that Killer Mike. They could have waited a day or two. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I felt a little bit of outrage on the weekend. And the question I'm going to ask is, mm. what do you think you should pay at a, at a at a bowls club, bowls club, for a schooner, mate? What this? should be the price of a schooner at a bowls club? At a do at a, you think at a bowls club? Mate, yeah, I let's say like you know, give, yeah, give, like, give a give a. Don't go the cheapest, but um, no, so you, you know, are, let, let's say you, you're just getting, um, schooner, you know, like schooner, a step up from 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 your, your sort of entry level beer. Let's say. schooner gold, say, okay, a schooner gold. schooner
1: gold, no more than six dollars.
0: Add add
1: 50% to that, no. and you've
0: got the price of no, the schooner not, of nine, gold that I paid
1: for nine at the Belimba Bowls Club on the weekend. Nine schnoots for a schooner of gold. Outrageous. That is outrageous. And and, it and, does- and two Ks away, there's another
0: Bowls Club that does charge $6, which I think is about fair rate, maybe $5.50 uh, during a happy hour. Yeah. Six bucks Bowls Club beer price, because uh, Bowls Club, bear in mind, that's like, you know, going back in time yes. in terms of pricing. Oh, like mate, it's not, yeah, it's not you're, bar you're price. Not, you don't
1: have a location fee. You're not paying a premium for being at say like a, um, you know, beach or headland with a view. Like that's your entry-level prices and, and that's outrageous $9. Hey, question without notice. Mm. I actually looked into this recently Which capital city in Australia do you think, on average, has the cheapest schooner? (laughs) Cheapest, cheapest. Yep. And more expensive is the next part to the question, but let's go cheapest first. Well, I mean, I'm I'm only I'm
0: I'm going a little bit off off personal experience here um, because
1: I'm going to go Melbourne, mate. Melbourne has the second highest. Second highest second highest the average price for a schooner in Melbourne do you want to have a and and look it is schooners as well so obviously Melbourne's sort of a pot and pint town but this is schooners Oh what's the average price for a schooner in Melbourne you reckon so you've got all the pubs in there have to be eight or nine bucks eight dollars83 mm. yeah mm. the cheapest is Canberra. So Canberra? Canberra, $7.50, average price for a schooner in Canberra. And then Brisbane, which is obviously where you live and and my closest capital city, is $8.74, so only slightly behind Melbourne. And Adelaide takes out most expensive at $9.14. Again, I think like Adelaide's... Sizing of, of beers is all different, like Imperials are pints. Pints are actually pots and oh, can't, can't keep up. No. But there you go.
0: We've just lost all the women that probably listen to this podcast, so maybe we're going to square James, it up next week. I don't with think
1: you can discriminate. S- <laughs> Sorry. Women drink beer as well. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> That's terrible
0: this is 20, isn't it? 23, right. Or 24 in fact. Yeah, well we've just lost <laughs> half we, the audience let's just we've say. we lost male a few. and female. Yeah. We'll have to square up next week with something else. Even even non-alcohol <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll square up with another bit of an inflation um, buster. <laughs> Man, I'm doing my best not to go into golf because there's a lot you've, that went no, down. You've already <laughs> polarized the audience with golf. Set up your own channel if you want to talk about
1: golf. <laughs> Coming soon.
0: It is uh, challenging times out there, Mitch. And we've spoken about in recent times that it's very challenging for builders, but a retail icon mm-hmm. during the week. And I say icon because I was certainly, the moment I saw this, I literally, I just immediately thought of a particular advertisement where there's a vacuum connecting up a bowling and ball.
1: Yeah, 100%. Exactly where my head went. I reckon it must have run heavily during the late 90s and early 2000s, that, uh, that advertisement. Yeah,
0: but we lost uh, a
1: retail icon during the week, didn't we? Uh, in yeah, terms of uh, business, that. Hit the wall, unfortunately. Mate, another sort of bricks and mortar retailer that's gone, mm. up, you know, like sort of failed to keep up with the fast-moving environment that is retail sales. Um, but Godfrey's is who we're talking about. And as James pointed out, you know, largely a, what, cleaning product, cleaning yep. equipment sort of retailer um, has has shut their doors or gone into administration effectively. Mm. Opened in 1931 and, and built a fair empire to 141 stores, had 600 staff and 28 friends, so mm. certainly, um, you know, quite a large, uh, you know, large business. Um, they defaulted on about thirty-one point three million of debt, um, which is, yeah, you know, a lot of it to the family who owned it, uh, Adelaide, yeah, yeah. Adelaide family called the Johnstons, um, who are the company's key shareholder, and they'd sort of been subsidising or funding the losses mm. um, for a few years. So the writing was probably on the wall for them, but they finally, you know, sort of, called it quits as, and, and gone into administration. But it's sort of, um, mm. it is sad, but also understandable because I can't say that if I was going to buy a vacuum or, or any sort of cleaning equipment that I would seek out a Godfrey's store to go to, I couldn't yes. even tell you where one is, to be honest.
0: Well, they didn't do online shopping and yeah. they didn't stock Dyson. They never stocked Dyson. Mate, that's probably going some downfall,
1: hey? Like Dyson would be... One in two Australians probably buy a Dyson when they get vacuum cleaners. I don't know that that could be a stat fact for next week. Just yeah. to see how many how many
0: Dysons sell in Australia, and and we can work that out. Uh, another one, St. Hilliers, a builder, another builder. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, hit the wall during the week, and and they're a pretty big construction company. I'm gonna say predominantly high rise. Yeah. Um, and they have unfortunately gone down with. I think it was nearly thirty million dollars worth of uh, debts uh, ac- across the board. Yeah. Um, so look, sad to see. You hope there's not too many Australians affected by the, no. the insolvency. Um, but yes, I believe Sydney, New South Wales-based.
1: Yeah, um, build, build a of lot of Hillies. like defence bases, RAF bases. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of hospitals and, and as you say, high high density type of development. Pause work on 21 sites so obviously things, things are bad but what, one of the things I found interesting is um, uh, you mentioned a couple of episodes ago I think about construction insolvencies you know growing mm. um, between 1 July and mid January so 1 July 2023 mid January there was 1,245 construction insolvencies, mm. which was which was basically 28% of all insolvencies registered with ASIC. So that's um, it's still tough out there for builders and anyone in that construction sector. So I wish everyone well if they're involved or impacted by and, that.
0: And look, it's not a it's not a risk that you can avoid. Unfortunately, if you're going to be building, it's it's a risk that you have to um, take on. But but you can manage it. Um, and the biggest thing to me is always trying to get builders that specialize in one particular type of building so if you if you're an owner occupier with a with a boutique bespoke design go to someone who just builds the boutique Bespoke designs. Yeah. If you if you're at the other end of the equation and you're an investor, go to a builder that predominantly does investment building because I think you're going to find that they've set up totally different. Mm. One set up for perfection, um, for getting the the quality right, the little little things. Um, One set up for speed. You know, speed and and sort of you know trying to do the maximum uh, job they can do. And then there's everything in between. You know, the first home buyer specialists, the upgraders, all of that sort of thing. But Picking the right builder is to me the best way that you can manage the risk. Can't remove the risk, but you can manage it. Mitch, feels like it was only last week that we were recapping on 2023 and warehouse prices and rents and everything finished the year. Uh, it probably was only a couple of EPS ago, but we're at the end of uh, January, start of February now. So we now have some January data. Mm. Can you take us through how have the markets started the year so yeah, far?
1: First month down for the calendar year. So January's housing data released. Um, looks similar trajectory from the December numbers in that most capital cities in Australia are still um, growing. So Sydney up 0.3%. So obviously it's a little bit, but still growing. Um, you recall Sydney had a monster year in twenty twenty three. I think we grew it at twelve point five percent thereabouts. Mm. Melbourne zero percent or you know unchanged, which in December was down 03 percent or something like that. So obviously has stopped decreasing in the month of January and and has has relatively been unchanged. Brisbane up one percent. Adelaide one point one percent. And Perth was the standout, um, again, being uh, 1.6% up in the month of January. Mm. So, yeah, look, Canberra down 0.2% and Australia on a national level was up 0.5%. So, big start to the year and um, sort of carried over that trajectory from December into into the first calendar month of this year.
0: I think we're well and truly now seeing the affordable markets take over. Those smaller capital cities, Sydney and Melbourne have had some pretty big runs over the past three or four years. I thought 20- 2023 would have been the year that those affordable markets took over, but Sydney just kept going, mm. 12.5% growth mm. for the year, which was a, I think a, a symptom of just so much undersupply of housing. Yeah. Uh, now, S- Sydney, interestingly, was still up by nearly half percent So Sydney is still ticking along, but we're now seeing Brisbane, Adelaide, Perth, aren't we, jump ahead 1%, 1.5%
1: yeah. uh, per month, really yeah.
0: starting to accelerate their rate of growth.
1: Yeah, and um, and rents as well still still growing. Um, certainly outperforming the pace of inflation. Sydney up eight point nine percent year on year, Melbourne up eleven percent, um, Brisbane six point eight percent, Adelaide seven point nine percent. Perth, again, a standout at 13%, so up um, in the rental market and, and the growth. So, yeah, affordable mm. markets, to your point, probably the, the key driver there.
0: And there's almost an exact correlation there with the vacancy rates, isn't there? There is, yeah. Yeah, yep. and that, that makes sense, right? Supply and demand. Yeah, you've got 1.5% in, in, in the bigger cities like Sydney and Melbourne, mm. which is way under the 2.5%. Considered to be that that balanced market, mm. and then Brisbane, I think, sitting around one percent, and Perth and Adelaide, they're they're like half a percent. You yeah. you're going to Adelaide and Perth, I think, next I week. Yeah. Um, on the ground, you you hear it every day, don't you? That that they like, there's a housing crisis and a housing shortage, but it's being felt nowhere uh, in, in in greater um, sort of day-to-day pain than those two capital cities. Oh, yeah. It? There's
1: a struggle to keep up with delivery in, in both those capital cities and, and supply remains to be the key challenge. So We almost have to share a house, don't you? Pretty, Pretty much, much, yeah. Only,
0: only sort of way to make it work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, you wouldn't want to be a tenant in those markets um, or a prospective tenant, that's for sure. Did you ever share a house, by the way? no. Nah. With my missus, I did, um, but never in a share house. Never so shared a house no. with anyone except the missus. Yeah, that's right. Poor Katie. Yeah, she often, so she's reminds, a- me, she often reminds me um, of that, that how lucky I am to have gone straight into a very well-run house, domestically speaking. Um, so oh. thanks very much, Katie. <laughs> hey, you were just telling us before we started <laughs> oh,
0: that she doesn't rinse the dishes before she f- puts them in the dishwasher.
1: Look. We're not all. We can't all be perfect, and um, she's one step off being perfect if she can rinse the dishes. Uh, if, she, <laughs> if, if you're listening, Katie, uh, love you very much. <laughs> Soft. All right, James. Uh, the RBA has finally decided to hold rates, which I think would be music to many uh, everyday Australians' mm. ears. Um, and it probably makes sense given, you know, the inflation data that was released earlier in the week. Um, what's your sort of takeaway? And I guess, you know, w- w- is this what we should be getting used to moving forward? Well, my first takeaway
0: is how fast you moved topic when I raised uh, the Katie's... <laughs> domestication of you. But my, my takeaway more specifically on 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 the rates is yeah, I mean if inflation is now four point one percent for the year, but but if you go on the quarter, it's it's basically it was like 0.6%. So it's mm. running at about that two two and two and a half percent rate, which is exactly where the reserve bank want to see it. So I th- I think, you know, what we saw this week is the RBA say we think that rates are doing their job where they are and I don't know that they gave us much of an opening that they'll be bringing them down in the short term. Yeah. Um, but uh, great, they're they're flat and flat's fine. Uh, yeah. I think what I am noticing is the banks uh, are, are, are so, so um, competitive at the moment for people's business. Mm. So I think even if rates aren't coming down, you can still actually negotiate a rate reduction if you get ahead of your know, the, the, you, 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 you know, loan structures and, and you're proactive about things. Even with interest rates staying flat, you can get some discounts on your rates.
1: Yeah. And look, I think um, me personally, I'll just be happy not to hear from my bank every month saying, hey, <laughs> yeah. here's a rate rise, and we're passing it on. I'm looking forward to that. Between rates stabilising and, and tax you know, tax cuts, it's going to be a good year for Australia. Yeah, mate, you might be able to
0: afford a Lambo. I
1: don't reckon.
0: Lambo's in demand. I couldn't believe this the other day. I mean, you know, we've got this inflation uh, fiasco and cost of
1: living crisis. Jeez, also, I've got to say, it. mate, this guy's a Segway genius, my man. He's just turtailed inflation into Lamborghinis <laughs> seamlessly. So credit to you, mate. But no, uh, yeah, t- tell us, how am I going to be affording a Lambo?
0: Well, there's some t- tax cuts coming up at the end of the year that might <laughs> <laughs> contribute a little bit. You might also be able to, well, you might also sue me at some point, which uh, we'll talk about uh, before oh, yeah. we wrap up today. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, the, so the Italian supercar maker Lamborghini have sold out of cars until 2026, so they posted a record number of sales, 10,000 Lamborghinis, which probably, I guess to me it doesn't sound like a lot, but I guess you don't see many Lamborghinis and they're probably, I don't know what, what a Lamborghini costs.
1: Like well, I'm assuming it's... Well, do I have a stat fact for you, I suppose. But okay. But the Lamborghini Urus, which is the um, like SUV one and I okay. think the entry mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. Lamborghini, how much do you reckon that costs in Australian dollars to purchase? Oh, have to be more than half a million wouldn't it? Nah, 230 grand for 230 one of those. 230 grand yeah, for a for Lamborghini in d- Australian dollars. In Australian dollars. It does skyrocket after that though I think. And um, it's still
0: very expensive.
1: But um well, yeah, for sure. I guess but for the for the rate of like you just don't
0: see a lot of them, do you? I mean, no. my when I think of a Lamborghini, I'm thinking of the really wide yeah, low to the, of the, the, the sport, ground vehicle, the, sports, the
1: supercars, right? Like yeah, the, yeah the, the 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 red ones that are screaming down surface paradise.
0: Yes. Yes. Um,
1: yeah, no, no, not talking about those ones. I think you'd definitely be up near half a mil for, for one of those bad boys. Um, yes. But yeah. well,
0: they're, and they're producing a electric vehicle in 2028, which 2028 is so long. Oh, did they just start? Like, <laughs> why mate? so
1: long away? Well, oh, mate, they've got to build the cars to 2026 they've sold out of. They're true, not going to have time to bloody build electric true. vehicles. So I think they'll start that's in true. 2026, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Lewis Hamilton going to Ferrari. Mate, speaking true. of we that. Forgot that at the outset. That's a great um, that's a great point. But I actually was wondering when I was reading through um, the run sheet, which company is larger by way of their market cap, Lamborghini or Ferrari? Which, who do you think? I would have thought Ferrari. Yeah, me too. But no, Ferrari's market cap is 67 billion euros and mm-hmm. Lamborghini is 119. So there you go. Wow. I don't know who's more profitable, but that's just based on their, their, their value, um, both listed. Look, I'm not a car guy, so i'm I'm the last person
0: to even begin to know anything about that, but um, yep. there you go. now I now I know a lot more. You're busting to get to this last scene and uh, and I'll let you I'll let you yeah. do it last. yeah, um, so, mean, very I've got my own comments about it, but <laughs> but go so, on. As, so. by the way, is, is Alba? Elbow is, it, uh, mate, is
1: Elbow's Elbow, Elbow's, Elbow, is on a serious rampage, isn't he? Has he got like a bunch of travel booked for you know, like twenty twenty five or something? He's doing no, I his think best it's to actually quite booted.
0: smart. There's more more people that benefit from the policies that he's coming up with.
1: I think he's catering for the masses. Well, I think he's just like basically figured out who already votes liberal. Let's go and yeah. let's go and make sure all the rest <laughs> of them vote Labor because this latest one, uh, they're all it, as bad as each other, by yeah, the way. They, they are, yeah, but. Bosses could soon be fined for contacting their employees outside of normal work hours in a move that has sparked outrage. And I imagine you're probably... This is how you get your Lambo. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Because I reckon if I just sort of pulled my phone records for the last 12 months, <laughs> there could be a few fines coming your way. <laughs> I'd, pull my, I'd pull my
0: phone records and tell you that uh, if you do call Mitch out of hours, there's no way he's getting back to you
1: a waste of time anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, when you're that efficient, you don't need more than business hours. But
0: um, <laughs> I don't even get business hours out yeah, of you. Yeah,
1: correct. But no, the, cl- the closing loopholes industrial relations legislation that Albo's rolling out is basically seeking to include some sort of penalty for bosses that, um, you know, communicate with their employees outside of office hours. That can be an email, yeah. a phone call... In all seriousness, I think it's that's absolute like rubbish. Like You should be able to email and call and it's up to the employee to pick up or, or mm. respond. You can't be sort of punished for not doing that, but I think you should be able to at least try. Jeez, it's going to be a nightmare for businesses who've got offices in more than one capital city well, or country well, on different time zones. Well, mate, daylight savings in Sydney and Melbourne, right? So say if your headquarters is based in, in Sydney, mm. for example, and you've got staff in WA or in Perth, you've got to wait till midday. Before you can actually contact them. So that's half a working day gone before you can actually contact your, empl- you know, your employee. So certainly from a logistics standpoint would, would provide um, to be very difficult for some
0: employers. So you've got two to three hours at the start and end of the day. It's pretty much, you're pretty much the only person in Australia unaffected by this legislation. <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much. Oh mate, how good. But anyway, I doubt I doubt it's going to pass to be honest. I think it's an outrage. No, it's uh Jesus bold. Hey um uh
0: any any tips for me going into the weekend uh, a couple of days away? Um but any any tips for me? Um I've got a bit of time for TV and the like. And you're all across this?
1: Uh, mate, I am. Tips I'm still watching Boy Swallows Universe and I don't know if you've watched that yet. I think we might have even discussed I'm it. But halfway-halfway. I, I, halfway.
0: I don't I don't oh, love it. What? What's yeah, wrong I don't with you? love it. <laughs> Mate, it is great. Like as far as Australian TV shows, it's mm. gotta be up Very there. Very good for Australian uh TV quality.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yep. So I am still I'm still in the thick of that. Um, and I'm not actually watching anything else at the moment. So I've got nothing for you. Um, no, what I'm about sorry. producer JB? Do you want to throw anything forward? I know you're a big he said maths. Real- maths. Oh god. <laughs> no, no, only stitching him up. He didn't no. say maths. No. Hey, c- congratulations to JB too. Bought his first home last week. Yeah, settles yeah. on Friday.
0: Just Fridayly gone. Tomorrow, this, this Friday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh my days, JB. Congrats. Hey, uh, we'll probably wrap it up. But I feel like a slight step up from last week. Yeah. Yeah, you could say Only that. slight. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, hang in there with us, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you've got any questions, we'll be back with the Quick Shots later in the week. Uh, and other than that, uh, we love to hear from you. So you've got anything that's caught your eye that you'd like us to talk through and unpack, please send it through. we love to, to get those. Uh, take care, have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. See you guys.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is thedoubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is thedoubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.